Well, I learned on a Monday night in the sickest, quickest way possible. After 14-14, Ohio State, Alabama, I'm jumping for Jerry Joy over here. Mac Jones fumbled, the whole kit and caboodle. 52-24, and I liked the Buckeyes with the points? What am I, stupid? Oh my gosh, did that age worse than this hair on a sad, gloomy, low-flow Seinfeld showerhead day? Unbelievable. I mean, Matt Jones, five touchdowns? Get more comfortable back there. Buy a lazy boy. Put your feet up. Gosh! I mean, I'm just ballistic over here watching that game. No defensive pressure. I listened to Joel Klatt this morning on Coward. Great observation. You think they'd go drop eight in a creative zone to make these receivers work in between the seams? Or blitz. They did neither, schematically. Nine and a half points. I'm sitting there 14-14 for a second thinking Bama minus five and a half wasn't going to hit. 35-17 at the intermission. I wanted to turn it off, man. I really did. Absolutely revolting. Doesn't help that Sermon goes out the first play at all. We had to rely on Master Teague, but what happened was Fields was not all the way right. That's probably what Ohio State betters were trepidous about. I certainly was, but I got all emotional, and I said, this guy's got dog. He's going to do it. He's going to find a way, and look what happens. Next thing you know, we are uh, chasing lives, and I'm staring at plus 24 and a half, wondering if it's going to cover or not, and it doesn't. Sorry if you're listening with headphones. I mean, come on, man. Just incredibly, incredibly frustrating as a viewer it's disappointing we don't get the championship game we thought all it makes me feel is why didn't we get and we were robbed of Trevor Lawrence first Bama round three but we move on as we often do don't call me 10 second Tom from 51st dates baby on to the next one I apologize to a couple of homies they rock with me on the nine and a half I was four and two ATS on the wild card games this past weekend in college football look it sauced me just like soccer more than anything in my wallet over the years I don't know what it does but you're you're betting on kids at the end of the day and Saban is a much better coach than Ryan Day at the moment he has been there before him and Sarkeesian absolutely had this team more planned prepared and ready for the moment And uh, you listen to Saban, the way he talked about the team, my goodness. Special one for him. He gets the most ever. He is the best ever. We move to the weekend. A game a day, baby. Tuesday, let's start with the top of the NFL wild card. It is an exciting matchup. I am riveted by this number. I am jumping all over it like a new Baskin-Robin flavor in the neighborhood, baby. Like Taco Tuesday in SoCal. I'm all over it. Plus seven? This is not going to be plus seven by kickoff. I'm telling you, it's going to go down to six. I I just got an inkling. Aaron Rodgers hosting at minus 300 money line the Green Bay Packers versus the L.A. Rams at plus seven. 245 straight dog baby line subject to change 
Six and a half I'm seeing on a couple books. I'm not seeing it on at the moment. Bet MGM. And that's what I'm looking at. And it opened at seven. So if it opens at seven and you see where the money goes because there's no hook, it gets you to a hook real quick. And right now it leans in favor of the Rams. Money on the Rams early, but nothing to, nothing to announce on a Tuesday about where the money is. There's late money. There's all kinds of money coming in in these divisional rounds and the playoffs. But let's get into it. It's uh, The matchup is Aaron Rodgers versus L.A. Rams defense. And if you want to know historically how excited I am to tell you what this man has done versus top defenses in this league, you're going to be pretty appetized uh, like I am and jazzed up that you're getting seven points and a Rams defense that's number one in points against at 18.6. Headed to Lambeau, the frozen tundra in January. It's such a premier matchup. Under Sean McVay, after the victory at Seattle, 30-20, book it. The under didn't hit, I was crying. Can't believe it. The under didn't hit, I have a whole other weekend. The three and two. Three and two straight up and against the spread under Sean McVay. Three and two. The Packers, and this is a much different stat, but it's the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Ten and eight, Aaron Rodgers is. As the Packers' starting quarterback in the playoffs since 2009, that includes a 4-2 and two straight up, 3-3 three and three against the spread mark at Lambeau Field. 4-2 and two straight up at home, 3-3 three and three against the spread. Green Bay is 2-1 and one straight up and 1-2 and two against the spread in the divisional playoffs when having a bye. Both victories in those games came by five points apiece. That's a historic betting trend. Green Bay, 2-1 straight up, 1-2 against the spread in the divisional playoff coming off the bye. That's the 1-2 or two seed for you out there. In this COVID season, they're the 1 seed. Only one team got a bye. 7 got in. Two victories, 5 points. Spread 7 or 6.5 as we speak. I'm calling it 7. I'm jumping on 7. I like it. I like it a lot. And the Rams, 6-3 and three against the spread in their last 9 games. Six and three against the spread. Here's a fascinating coincidence. The Rams are averaging 23.6 points per game this season. 20th in the NFL. Nothing to write home about. Green Bay surrendering on the nuzzle like a hole in one. 23.6 points per game. 14th in the NFL. These two teams mirror each other like two cancers on a freaking Sunday fumble date. I don't know. Where they differ is it's Green Bay 31.8. It's Aaron Rodgers' offense, I should say, 31.8 points per game this season. First. Aaron Rodgers is first in offense this squad going against the first defense. If you are an offense juggernaut versus Goliath defense, this has premier matchup, Super Bowl vibes to it. It's just coming in the divisional round. The odds makers are giving too much credit to Aaron Rodgers because if you get into it, and I'm getting into it, and it's the concrete nucleus of this conversation today, Aaron Rodgers first top defenses, top 10 defenses. Let's dive headfirst into the DMs. The last time Aaron Rodgers faced a number one or number two defense in the NFL, the 2019 NFC Championship game. Back when life was normal. The Niners. 
the Niners. So he's still late. He had 31 of 39 on 326 yards and two tugs. But the man threw two picks, sacked three times, and here's the cherry on top. He fumbled three times. Aaron Rodgers against a top defense the last time he played. Two picks, three fumbles, three sacks. Go a little deeper. Rodgers only faced three top 12 defenses in 2020. It was week three against the Saints. He was 21 of 32 for 283 yards, three tucks, no picks. Very good. Saints were one and two, though, at the moment. Packers won 37-30. Week five, he faced the Bucks. Fifth in pass defense at the moment. Only five weeks in the season, albeit. Rodgers was 16 of 35 for 160 yards. No tugs. Two picks. Four sacks. They got spanked. 38-10. Green Bay lost. Week 11 against the Colts. Eighth in pass defense. Colts at the time. Rodgers, 27-38, 311 yards, three tugs, one pick, one sack, one loss fumble, and a 34-31 loss to the Colts. What does that equal on this Cantron? The Packers are 1-2 and two against teams this season that are top 12 in pass defense. 12-1 against everybody else. 12 and 1. Who was it? Listen, it's an MVP season. I'm not taking anything away from it, but let's go down the line. The Lions, 32nd in pass defense. Dead Daniel last. Twice he got him. Jaguars, he faced 31st in pass defense. Titans, he destroyed. 30th in pass defense. 29th. He had the luxury of 32nd, 31st, 30th, 29th. Exhale. Eagles, 24th in pass defense. Panthers, 23rd. Falcons, 19th. Vikings, 14th twice. And Bears, 13th twice. Let's get to the other side of the football. He's facing a Rams defense that's going against a collective group of quarterbacks that threw the ball 548 times this COVID season. Allowed 17 touchdowns this Rams D did. Fewest in the league by four. They picked off 14 passes. They held opponents to a league low 5.1 net yards per attempt. 53 sacks. And 47.4 expected points added by the pass defense alone. That's 25 expected points better than second place Pittsburgh. The Rams are fourth in pass defense, third against the run, and I said it earlier, number one at 18.6 in points against. It's the number one overall D versus the number one Russ cooking quarterback in the league. It's a lick your chops kind of matchup. How do you not take the points? You got to look at it historically. You just... Do what else? Let's go deeper. Did top quarterbacks do against the Rams this year? Josh Allen had two turnovers. Tom Brady had a season low 54% completion percentage in his loss to the Rams down in Tommy Tampa land. And he threw a season high 48 attempts. 
on 4.4 yards in attempt and two picks. No deep ball for Tommy that night. No shaking hands with Goff, was it? Also, also, just note it. Put it in your back pocket. Packers and Rams last played in 2018. LA won 29-27 as 7.5-point dogs. It was the first win over the Rams, over the Packers, since 2006. Green Bay's covered six consecutive matchups between these two teams. That's far versus Warner. Far versus Bulger. Far versus anybody. But what I'm saying is, McVay faced Rodgers. He beat him. He beat him at the Coliseum. They were disrespected on the line back then. They're disrespected on the line yet again. I'm diving early on a Tuesday on Rams plus seven because it's going to move. Too many points for a top defense. I love what Akers is doing. I love me some Whitworth back. Goff just needs to manage the game. He just needs to manage the game. This isn't a terrifying defense he's going against in Green Bay. They're serviceable. The Smiths are phenomenal. Jair Alexander, nerve-wracking. Jump on it if you're listening to this. NBA pick of the night, Pacers plus three. I'm going at Golden State. Right down the road, they lost to the Kings. Get this fun stat brought to you by Vegas Insider. This is the first time. So they lost 127-122 last night. This is the first time the Pacers had four gentlemen on their roster putting up over 20 points, and they lost a game. That's incredible. Brogdon, McDermott, Oladipo, and Sabonis all had over 20 last night. They lost to the Kings. Now, that was a good spot for the Kings. That was a cross-country trip for the Pacers. Tonight on a back-to-back, I don't love back-to-backs, but I love three points, and I love the analytics coming off of, for the Pacers, that game. I just want to go off of that ridiculous 1988 little nugget there. Four guys over 20. I told you, six Pacers in double figures this year. Six Pacers. I know that the Warriors have had a nice little couple of games. Six and four. Unbelievable win against Toronto, 106-105. Split versus the Clippers, banked the Kings. It's been a fun season for them, 6-4. and four. Pacers play real defense. That's it for me. Jumping on Rams plus 7. I'm sorry again about the Buckeyes. I, I didn't sleep last night. If you want to know how serious I take it over here. That's it. Tuesday edition Taco with it. Shout out LeBron. Much love. Ohio football, huh? I had to do it. On some level, I had to do it. I had to go Buckeyes after I went Browns. It's just what you do. And I feel like the state of Ohio would appreciate it. If there's anyone from Ohio listening, I'm out.